Don Juan by Lord Byron, Canto One, Part Five, read by Peter Gallagher for LibriVox.org. Tis said that Xerxes offered a reward to those who could invent him a new pleasure. Methinks the requisition's rather hard, and must have cost his majesty a treasure. For my part, I'm a moderate-minded bard, fond of a little love, which I call leisure. I care not for new pleasures, as the old are quite enough for me, so they but hold. Oh, pleasure, you're a pleasant thing, although one must be damned for you, no doubt. I make a resolution every spring of reformation, ere the year run out, but somehow this my vestal vow takes wing. Yet still I trust it may be kept throughout. I'm very sorry, very much ashamed, and mean next winter to be quite reclaimed. Here my chaste muse a liberty must take. Start not, still chaster reader, she'll be nice hence. Forward, and there's no great cause to quake. This liberty is a poetic license, which some irregularity may make in the design, and as I have a high sense of Aristotle and the rules, tis fit to beg his pardon when I err a bit. This license is to hope the reader will suppose from June the 6th, the fatal day without whose epoch my poetic skill for want of facts would all be thrown away, but keeping Julia and Don Juan still in sight, that several months have passed. We'll say twas in November, but I'm not so sure about the day, the era's more obscure. We'll talk of that anon. Tis sweet to hear at midnight on the blue and moonlit deep the song and awe of Adria's gondolier by distance mellowed o'er the waters sweep. Tis sweet to see the evening star appear, tis sweet to listen as the night winds creep from leaf to leaf. Tis sweet to view on high the rainbow based on ocean span the sky. Tis sweet to hear the watchdog's honest bark bay deep-mouthed welcome as we draw near home. Tis sweet to know there is an eye will mark our coming, and look brighter when we come. Tis sweet to be awakened by the lark, or lulled by falling waters. Sweet the hum of bees, the voice of girls, the song of birds, the lisp of children, and their earliest words. Sweet as the vintage when the showering grapes in bacchanal profusion reel to earth, purple and gushing. Sweet are our escapes from civic revelry to rural mirth. Sweet to the miser are his glittering heaps, sweet to the father is his first-born's birth. Sweet is revenge, especially to women, pillage to soldiers, prize-money to seamen. Sweet is a legacy, and passing sweet, the unexpected death of some old lady or gentleman of seventy years complete, who've made us youth wait too, too long already for an estate, or cash, or country seat, still breaking, but with stamina so steady that all the Israelites are fit to mob its next owner for their double-damned post-obits. Tis sweet to win, no matter how, one's laurels by blood or ink. Tis sweet to put an end to strife. Tis sometimes sweet to have our quarrels, particularly with a tiresome friend. Sweet is old wine in bottles, ale in barrels. Dear is the helpless creature we defend against the world. And dear the schoolboy's spot we ne'er forget, though there we are forgot. But sweeter still than this, than these, than all, all is first and passionate love. It stands alone like Adam's recollection of his fall. 
the tree of knowledge has been plucked all's known and life yields nothing further to recall worthy of this ambrosial sin so shown no doubt in fable as the unforgiven fire which prometheus filched for us from heaven man's a strange animal and makes strange use of his own nature and the various arts and likes particularly to produce some new experiment to show his parts this is the age of oddities let loose where different talents find their different marts you'd best begin with truth and when you've lost your labour there's a sure market for imposture what opposite discoveries we have seen signs of true genius and of empty pockets one makes new noses one a guillotine one breaks your bones one sets them in their sockets but vaccination certainly has been a kind antithesis to congreve's rockets with which the doctor paid off an old pox by borrowing a new one from an ox bread has been made indifferent from potatoes and galvanism has set some corpses grinning but has not answered like the apparatus of the humane society's beginning by which men are unsuffocated gratis what wondrous new machines have late been spinning i said the smallpox has gone out of late perhaps it may be followed by the great tis said the great came from america perhaps it may set out on its return the population there so spreads they say tis grown high time to thin it in its turn with war or plague or famine anyway so that civilization they may learn and which in ravage the more loathsome evil is their real lures or our pseudo syphilis this is the patent age of new inventions for killing bodies and for saving souls all propagated with the best intentions sir humphrey davy's lantern by which coals are safely mined for in the mode he mentions tom buck two travels voyages to the poles are ways to benefit mankind as true perhaps as shooting them at waterloo man's a phenomenon one knows not what and wonderful beyond all wondrous measure tis pity though in this sublime world that pleasure's a sin and sometimes sin's a pleasure few mortals know what end they would be at but whether glory power or love or treasure the path is through perplexing ways and when the goal is gained we die you know and then what then i do not know no more do you and so good night return we to our story twas in november when fine days are few and the far mountains wax a little hoary and clap a white cape on their mantles blue and the sea dashes round the promontory and the loud breaker boils against the rock and sober suns must set at five o'clock twas as the watchmen say a cloudy night no moon no stars the wind was low or loud by gusts and many a sparkling hearth was bright with piled wood round which the family crowd there's something cheerful in that sort of light even as a summer sky without a cloud i'm fond of fire and crickets and all that a lobster salad and champagne and chat twas midnight donna julia was in bed sleeping most probably when at her door arose a clatter might awake the dead if they had never been awoke before and that they have been so we all have read and are to be so at the least once more the door was fastened but with voice and fist first knocks were heard then madam madam hist 
for god's sake madam madam here's my master with more than half the city at his back was ever heard of such a cursed disaster tis not my fault i kept a good watch alack do pray undo the bolt a little faster they're on the stair just now and in a crack we'll all be here perhaps he yet may fly surely the window's not so very high by this time don alfonso was arrived with torches friends and servants in great number the major part of them had long been wived and therefore paused not to disturb the slumber of any wicked woman who contrived by stealth her husband's temples to encumber examples of this kind are so contagious were one not punished all would be outrageous i can't tell how or why or what suspicion could enter into don alfonso's head but for a cavalier of his condition it surely was exceedingly ill-bred without a word of previous admonition to hold a levee round his lady's bed and summon lackeys armed with fire and sword to prove himself the thing he most abhorred poor donna julia starting as from sleep mind that i do not say she had not slept began at once to scream and yawn and weep her maid antonia who was an adept contrived to fling the bedclothes in a heap as if she had just now from out them crept i can't tell why she should take all this trouble to prove her mistress had been sleeping double but julia mistress and antonia maid appeared like two poor harmless women who of goblins but still more of men afraid had thought one man might be deterred by two and therefore side by side were gently laid until the hours of absence should run through and truant husband should return and say my dear i was the first who came away now julia found at length a voice and cried in heaven's name don alfonso what do you mean has madness seized you would that i had died ere such a monster's victim i have been what may this midnight violence betide a sudden fit of drunkenness or spleen dare you suspect me whom the thought would kill search then the room alfonso said i will he searched they searched and rummaged everywhere clothes and closet press chest and window seat and found much linen lace and several pair of stockings slippers brushes combs complete with other articles of ladies fair to keep them beautiful or leave them neat arras they pricked and curtains with their swords and wounded several shutters and some boards under the bed they searched and there they found no matter what it was not that they sought they opened windows gazing if the ground had signs or footmarks but the earth said naught and then they stared each other's faces round tis odd not one of all those seekers thought and seems to me almost a sort of blunder of looking in the bed as well as under during this inquisition julia's tongue was not asleep yes search and search she cried insult on insult heap and wrong on wrong it was for this that i became a bride for this in silence i have suffered long a husband like alfonso at my side but now i'll bear no more nor here remain if there be law or lawyers in all spain yes don alfonso husband now no more if ever you indeed deserve the name is't worthy of your years you have three score fifty or sixty it is all the same is't wise or fitting causeless to explore for facts against a virtuous woman's fame ungrateful perjured barbarous don alfonso how dare you think your lady would go on so is't for this i have disdained to hold the common privileges of my sex that i have chosen a confessor so old and deaf that any other it would vex 
and never once has he had cause to scold but found my very innocence perplexed so much he always doubted i was married how sorry you will be when i've miscarried was't for this that no cortejo heir i yet have chosen from out the youth of all seville is't for this i scarce went anywhere except to bullfights mass play rout and revel is't for this where'er my suitors were i favoured none nay was most uncivil is't for this that general count o'reilly who took algiers declares i used him vilely did not the italian music or casani sing at my heart six months at least in vain did not his countryman count corniani call me the only virtuous wife in spain were there not also russians english many the count strong stroganoff i put in pain and lord mount coffee-house the irish peer who killed himself for love with wine last year have i not had two bishops at my feet the duke of icar and don fernan nunez and is it thus a faithful wife you treat i wonder in what quarter now the moon is i praise your vast forbearance not to beat me also since the time so opportune is o oh, valiant man with sword drawn and cocked trigger now tell me don't you cut a pretty figure was it for this you took your sudden journey under pretence of business indispensable with that sublime of rascals your attorney whom i see standing there and looking sensible of having played the fool though both i spurn he deserves the worst his conduct's less defensible because no doubt was for his dirty fee and not from any love to you or me if he comes here to take a deposition by all means let the gentleman proceed you've made the apartment in a fit condition there's pen and ink for you sir when you need let everything be noted with precision i would not you for nothing should be feed but as my maid's undressed pray turn your spies out oh sobbed antonia i could tear their eyes out there is the closet there the toilet there the antechamber search them under over there's the sofa there's the great armchair the chimney which would really hold a lover i wish to sleep and beg you will take care and make no further noise till you discover the secret cavern of this lurking treasure and when tis found let me too have that pleasure and now hidalgo now that you have thrown doubt upon me confusion over all pray have the courtesy to make it known who is the man you search for how do you call him what's his lineage let him be but shown i hope he's young and handsome is he tall tell me and be assured that since you stain my honour thus it shall not be in vain at least perhaps he has not sixty years at that age he would be too old for slaughter or for so young a husband's jealous fears antonia let me have a glass of water i am ashamed of having shed these tears they are unworthy of my father's daughter my mother dreamed not in my natal hour that i should fall into a monster's power perhaps tis of antonia you are jealous you saw that she was sleeping by my side when you broke in upon us with your fellows look where you please we've nothing sir to hide only another time i trust you'll tell us or for the sake of decency abide a moment at the door that we may be dressed to receive so much good company and now sir i have done and say no more the little i have said may serve to show the guileless heart in silence may grieve all the wrongs to whose exposure it is slow 
I leave you to your conscience as before. Twill one day ask you why you use me so. God grant you feel not then the bitterest grief. Antonio, where's my pocket-handkerchief? This recording is in the public domain.